Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults. A spring break from house payments. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt. Just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But check this out. No house payments for two months. At savewithconrad.com. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? I'm Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back in the Snake Pit. And, of course, we're joined by the man himself, the master of the DDT, the Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. And, Jake, uh, as we're recording this, it was just last night, A&E had the debut of your Legends uh, episode, and it was one hell of an episode, my friend. Well, I appreciate that, man. It was uh, it was tough to do, but it needed to be done. And... Uh, it kind of works as therapy for me, you know. I just, uh, I'm glad it's done. Well, it's you know the the reviews online. I've seen a lot of people reaching out. A lot of people reaching out out about how you and uh, your transparency have helped them in their own sobriety. Uh, so it's really cool seeing. You know, it's I know I know the biggest part of your career, and certainly the thing that you're known most for is everything you did inside the ring and your promos and all that. But man, it's kind of a the a new legacy for you, which is really remarkable. Well. Seeing where I've been, now you know how I got here. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of it, man. But, uh, no, I was glad to do it, and my hope is that uh, it will help a lot of people. And I think it will. If uh, the numbers so far are any, oh, yeah, 
it's been busy this morning. <laughs> I'm thinking it will help people. Um, you know, as you even said in the A&E biography, you know, I, I think that the more exposure and the more eyes that get, get on your story, the better, because, you know, it, it'll show people that a hopeless situation doesn't have to be hopeless. No, the first thing about getting help, man, is by is opening up, opening up and uh, talking about what's going on in your life. So I showed people how to open up anyway. It was awesome. Guys, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you can catch a replay. That's on A&E, and it's the, the WWE Legends biography. Uh, Jake's was something else. I hope you'll, you'll go check it out. Uh, well, Jake, I'm ready to check out our subject this week, and I think you are too. So last week, you know, we talked about something that I know you don't particularly enjoy talking about, but this week we've got something that I think you're really going to dig. We're looking back to early 1986 and your departure from Mid-South Territory, specifically, mm -hmm. Jake, we're talking about your rivalry with Dick Slater, man. Dirty Dick Slater. Dirty Dick Slater. Let me tell you, man, <laughs> I, I did not know a ton about Dick Slater, transparently. I didn't know a lot about him going into this. Uh, I'm a child of the 90s, so that was kind of my era. But reading some of this stuff, I was like, "There, really? Like, this, this was an actual human? Uh, yeah. Man, what a character. Yeah, what a character. He went through quite a bit, too. The plane crashed to be uh, right up front out there. United in Tampa Bay. Wow. Okay. Now that wasn't the Ric Flair plane crash, was no. it? Okay, no. Okay. Totally different deal. This was uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, they crash landed in the uh, in the ocean. Yeah, and uh, he was able to get out of it. And Gary Hart, Gary Hart actually swam two guys back in. Wow. So. Uh, Bobby Shane died in that crash. Man, I had no idea about that part of his history, so I'm gonna have to do a yeah. little bit more digging. That is that is wild. Yeah, it's uh, stranger than fiction, as they say. And some of this story, man, it's you know, again, I, I wasn't super familiar with with a ton of the stuff out of Mid South, but as I'm reading, I'm like, man, this is some great storytelling. And uh, we can start in here. We'll we'll take a look at uh, December 85 first as Dick Slater is locked into a rivalry with Butch Reed, who's uh, the national champion. Uh, and uh, the North American title is kind of in the balance. Uh, but also Slater's real life girlfriend, Dark Journey, uh, is being put on the line as well. And Reed made it clear that he didn't want Dark Journey, but just wanted her out of Mid-South and, and, as he put it, back on the street. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> probably, probably not something that would be kosher in modern wrestling, am I right? No, I don't think so. You might not let that fly. I'll ask Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, sure. We can try to write this into AEW yeah, storyline. Maybe, maybe this is part of the Ric Flair storylines. <laughs> Jake, what can you tell us about uh, Dark Journey and how she got into professional wrestling? I don't know how she got in. I, I just um, ran into her at Mid South, you know, and. Uh, Hell of a young lady. Hell of a young lady. Man, hell of a talent. She would go on to JCP and uh, and second Tully Blanchard, among others. And man, she she was beautiful. She she was a yeah. screen stealer. Uh, and just man, she's going to be heavily involved in this rivalry between you and Slater. Boy, was she. Um, before we get there, though, you know, this rivalry with Butch Reed is happening and Slater is uh, looking to capture the vacant Mid-South TV title, which was on the line in a 14-man tournament after Reed forfeited the title when he became North American champion. 
so while on commentary, though, uh, Slater kind of plants the seeds with you uh, because he says that he feels that your DDT should be barred during this this tournament, which is kind of some fun storytelling. Um, So he wants Reed's North American title, but these are clear kind of seeds planted for the rivalry. First of all, what can you tell us about your experience with Dick Slater prior to this program starting? Oh, my God. Well, that's where it gets really funky. I can't wait. Uh, we were both in Charlotte a couple of years before, and uh, I went down to uh, Myrtle Beach quite a bit. Loved the beach, and uh, I went down there and met a young girl and uh, was quite smitten by her. Mm-hmm. And we wound up hooking up and uh, seeing each other quite a bit. And then uh, one night we're in our favorite haunt it's called the uh, Wooden Nickel. It was a bar music place. And I'm standing there uh, next to her. And lo and behold, I see Dick Slater coming in. And because uh, he, he was working for Mid-Atlantic also. Mm-hmm. And he walks right up to him and he goes, so... You're fucking my ex-wife. Oh, no. Yeah, I shit myself. Oh, no. That is, you know, uh, based on some of the research I'm reading, I'm seeing where he could be very, very volatile. Yes. And he's considered by... And considered by many to be one of the toughest dudes ever in the history of the business. Yeah, he Um, was tough, too. Which is funny, because you you look at him, and he doesn't look like this imposing guy, but, man, some of these stories... Well, he used to weigh 300 pounds, too. Really? Oh, yeah. He used to be a big boy. But uh, when he told me that, I looked at Sherry, because Sherry had never told me. Oh, man. We've been uh, seeing each other for about three months now, and she had never spoken a word of it. And uh, that made it uh, doubly tough to go to Mid-South and uh, run into Mr. Slater again. And uh, lo and behold, I'm going to be trusting my body to him. Oh, man. Yeah. Real spooky. Yeah, I would say so. Now, as you're in this bar, uh, how are you talking your way out of this situation? I just said, holy shit. Holy shit. And uh, I was I was dumbstruck, man. I was blindsided. I had no idea. Well, no that, he must have seen that if uh, if he's not attacking you. Uh, so I guess, I guess that's a good thing. Um, well, as you guys get into Mid-South and start to spend a, a little bit more time around each other, how is your relationship developing? Are you kind of staying away or <laughs> yeah. hanging around? Yeah. Just staying, staying away. away. Yeah, what's going to happen? Man, and now here you are. You're about to. You're about to be in a long-term rivalry. And as you said, uh, you're you've got to trust your body with this dude who's kind of a badass. Yeah, yeah, and he certainly got a grudge against me, and, uh, even though you know I was completely innocent on the thing. But, uh, whoo, it was exciting for a while. But and and and, and for Slater, I got to say he was a consummate professional in the ring. He never did anything out of line, never took a cheap shot that I know of. (laughs) I may not remember it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, and you guys uh, had some bloody battles, which we're gonna we're gonna get into here shortly. But so I, I know you know he's one of those guys. Kind of his reputation precedes him. I had heard that in the summer of '86, so this would have been after you uh, made it to the WWF. Yeah. that he had a little run in with Sting. Yeah, uh, where you somebody's dunked. head wound up in the toilet. <laughs> And it wasn't Slater's. Nope. Uh, so, I mean, have you ever seen him kind of manhandle anybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen him uh, get a hold of people before, you know. I mean, I wasn't there for the Sting thing, but uh, I'm certainly glad I wasn't. Man, it's uh, rumor has it that not only him, but uh, Murdoch had uh, had Warrior pinned up against the wall so he couldn't interfere with it. And just it was the Wild West back then, huh? Yeah, it was, man. It was crazy days. Um, well, on uh, this episode, which is December 14th, 85, Slater's on commentary uh, when you advance in the second round of the tournament with a victory over Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Uh, so I was wondering if you had any Eddie Gilbert stories. He's another one gone too soon. And man, what a hell of a talent. No, I sure don't. I loved Eddie. I uh, loved his dad and his brother, too, man. They, the Gilbert family certainly produced some great talent. And uh, nothing but good words for Eddie, man. He, he was quite the character, quite colorful. Hot stuff. <laughs> man, to say the least, he had a lot of talent. Uh, I think he was with Missy Hyatt or something yeah, for a while, maybe married yeah. to her. And just like, man, what a, what a character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Well, later this month, it's announced that yourself and Butch Reed are going to be taking on Slater and Humongous uh, with Oliver Humperdinck suspended above the ring in a cage so he can't interfere. Uh, Jake, that stipulation is going to – it was pretty popular in the 80s, and it's going to come into play here later on, your rivalry with Dick Reed – or uh, Dick Slater, rather. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, what did you think of this stipulation where you've got somebody hanging above the ring in a cage? It's just completely fucking ridiculous. I mean, my God. It's got to be a better way to keep somebody the, from interfering. The shit, the shit that we done and got away with, I don't know, man. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, those were at stakes back in the day, and it was working, you know? It's, yeah, it did, man. People were enticed by, of course, the poor guy that's in the cage, he's being pelted by all sorts of crap. Those <laughs> yeah. people are just opening up on him, man. He's a great target. I've also heard that it's it was it's almost become kind of a tradition in wrestling where uh, once the person's up in the cage, especially if it's the last match of the night, or in some cases, even if it's not, uh, they'll fuck leave with him a little bit. And leave <laughs> <them up there>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, the it's happened before. Just hilarious. It's a shame somebody let Jimmy down. <laughs> Apparently, it also happened to Jeff Jarrett at like a house show. He's in there with Road Dog, and they just started spitting on people from up there. They're like, oh, yeah. You're going to have us up here. We're going to mess back. Well, there you go. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with uh, the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using Snake Pit for 20% off. Your I like it. Shipping. And and Jake, you know you you have a legendary mustache. Uh, yes, I do. I, I got to know this this beard hedger. It's got to be a game changer for you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be using that on my mustache for sure. I've been toying with the idea of growing a beard. Now I may do it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. You look like a million bucks back in the Florida days when you had that beard, and you can keep that beard looking great with the Beard Hedger. It is a game changer. I mean, for me, trimming my beard has always been kind of this annoying experience because depending on what kind of length you're looking so for, hard to do. Yeah, and and you have to go digging through a, like a bunch of different guards. Like, okay, what length is this one? Oh, I don't know if it's gonna look right. Uh, well, those days are in your past. This cordless trimmer has got a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all in one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons yeah that's right man face grooming doesn't need to be hard get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard and it gets even better the days of my wife uh, giving me a hard time because of the messy sink are gone too because the beard hedger is waterproof and you can take it into the shower with you and you just rinse it all down the drain and bam done and clean no more messy sinks wow that's awesome man it's so cool that somebody has came out to you know take care of the beards for the guys man Absolutely, man. Nowadays, you can't be on top of your game enough when it comes to your looks, and Manscaped has got you covered. And the titanium-coated T-blade is tough enough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Now, that's not all. (laughs) I'm loving the copy from Manscaped. Damn straight, bro. Um, but that's not all you get from the pro kit. Uh, no. no, but wait, there's more. They, oh, have, no. they, they have created four dermatologist trusted formulations for your post trim care. So first there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. Uh, you need to remember that all hair is different. So your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage yeah, than the hair on your head. And that's why this kit has made a shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils and promote beard growth. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine to make you look extra fine. Now, cap off the kit with the beard balm, a pomade that shapes styles, moisturizes, and canes for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. And the, the Beard Pro Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Jake, Damn. all that, all that, and 20% off, and free Damn. shipping with our code SNAKEPIT. So just go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. I got Use code SNAKEPIT. Absolutely, Jake. Uh, I know that mine is coming in the mail. I believe that yours is on the way, too. And Good. I think we're going we're gonna to be able to drag this thing up next week. Hell yeah. I'm psyched about it. Again, guys, it's Manscaped. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm, I'm anxious to see uh, what it does to that legendary mustache of yours. 
<laughs> yeah, don't don't shave it off. That's that's oh, your look. Yeah. <laughs> it's manscaped.com and the promo code again is Snake Pit. Um, well, uh, Butch Reed isn't a name that I really foresee us discussing much on this podcast. Big athletic, former college yeah. and NFL player. Um, great look. And he's kind of put in this unwinnable position. Uh, he's got to fill the shoes of JYD in Mid-South, which is yeah. just impossible. Um, and what can you tell us about working with, with Butch Reed? Butch was a great talent. I worked with him in Florida, you know, Florida Championship Wrestling. Uh, great talent, great guy. Got along with him fabulously. And uh, WWE, of course, he was up there for a short time, too. Mm-hmm. But he always went out and did his work, man. But uh, again, you're not going to feel JY's shoes, man. People see that. No, un- unfortunate that he got put in a difficult spot like that, especially because he did have a great look and he was a great athlete. You know, I, you kind of, in my mind, he, he looks like a guy who could have uh, really gone on to have some great success yeah. in Vince's territory. He he yeah. He really what a shame. All right. So Jake Dick Slater would go on to win the North American title from Reed on New Year's Day. <laughs> But uh, he still entered in this TV title tournament, tournament and gets a win over Dr. Death on January 4th with a little interference from Dark Journey. Tons of heat on Slater and Journey. And this is kind of where things get a little bit interesting in my mind. Uh, not just because, you know, they were cheating heels. They weren't just getting all this heat because of being heels. But also, I've heard that the crowds weren't looking fondly on the biracial relationship back in oh those days. Oh, my God. At especially, all. Especially in Louisiana, man. That's the old South there. Right, right. And they were pretty vicious about it. That's for sure. I mean, it's crazy to think because because nowadays, you know, that's uh, nobody views that as even a remote issue. But man, back in those days uh, around the South, I mean, what kind of stuff were you hearing from from fans and whatnot? Oh, people back just people would throw all sorts of stuff at him and threaten him, death threats, all sorts of stuff, man. It was a trip, man. Going to the ring with him it was a trip. I mean, I would have hated to have been in her shoes. And uh, they were they were actually a shoot couple, right? Yes. Okay, which was, I believe, the genesis of the issues between Slater and Sting. Yes. So the story for another day. Um, yes. <laughs> so on the same episode, uh, you advance in the tournament uh, when Buzz Sawyer dumps you over the top rope for that uh, top rope elimination that was a thing there in Mid-South. Um, it would also be announced on this episode that you'd be taking on Slater for his new North American title on January 13th. Uh, what did you think of that over the top rope elimination? Watts would uh, in, kind of infamously bring it back to WCW with him, and fans did not like it. Yeah, it's horseshit. Bill Watts had some horseshit stuff, but he had some good stuff too. But no good motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> I won't get you started on Watts too much. We we have to discuss him a little bit talking about mid stuff. Yeah. Slater would hang on to his North American title on the 13th, but now yourself and Slater are squaring off in the finals of the TV title tournament on the on the 18th. So on paper, I think a lot of folks would question the idea of two titles being in the balance instead of the focus on one. But we set the stage for a fascinating rivalry in our first clip this week, which is a quick recap of the finals of the TV title tournament. Individual titles, but Slater insisted saying that he's a better man. Let's listen. I'm standing here. I'm a better man than Butch Reed. I've always been a better man than Butch Reed. And that is why I'm standing here with the North American Heavyweight Championship. Now, in the past, Mid-South had a ruling that 
If you held a North American Heavyweight Championship, you couldn't hold a television championship. Well, I made that ruling a little bit different. First of all, I demanded Grizzly Smith, I demanded that I fought my way all the way from the beginning of this television tournament to the end. I am the finalist. I will take and wrestle Jake the Snake Roberts for the television title match. I demanded the match. So last week, he wrestled Jake the Snake for the Mid-South TV title. Such a powerful knee lift. A dark journey. Dark journey had better watch yourself. She had better watch yourself. Joe, I think Jake's made a very, very severe error, a tactical error in that situation. Dark journey. Obviously interfered, but he's got to keep his mind on his business in that squared circle. Slater has seized this moment and has turned the tides once again on Jake Roberts. Yeah, we see that outside influence becoming a factor. First dark journey is pretty easy to notice. Jake reverse the DDT. This crowd is going crazy. They're standing one, two, two three. We've got a new Mid-South Television champion. Jake the Snake is the Mid-South TV champion, and now he's hot on Dick Slater's track for the North American title. Uh, really great stuff, man. It's uh, really fascinating storytelling, too, because, you know, I think on paper, a lot of fans would see that interference from Dark Journey, which he'd been doing uh, with, with Slater's other opponents, and think, oh, boy, here comes the, you know, the fuck here finish. Here goes again. Right, right. But instead, you just you get him with that DDT. That's how fucking good I am, man. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. That's the real story here. Yeah, uh, that's the truth. Know, who, who, was, who was booking the territory at this time? Slater and Watts. So Slater had Slater was helping out with that. Yeah, he was doing the booking at the time. I was helping out a little bit too. So that's interesting, especially given the fact that you're going to, uh, you know, fixing to leave here pretty soon. You didn't know yeah. at this time that you were leaving, right? No, I didn't. Okay, we'll we'll get there in a second. Um, so Jake, this is just literal ignorance on my part. Uh, why did they hand you a gold medal at the end instead of a belt? Was that the TV title? That was a TV belt. Yeah, yeah. They, Bill Watts did things differently. He probably seen a way to save a few bucks on the belt. <laughs> so, so would you come to the ring wearing that around your neck like a gold yes, nose? yes. Very weird. Um, yes. But so, like a storyline that didn't really make sense on paper, now all of a sudden makes sense. You know, he's got yeah. the North American title. You're the TV champion, <sighs> and now it's you can lay claim to his North American title because you beat him clean on TV. Absolutely. Uh, so just a just a cool story. Uh, so he made it clear that he wanted that TV title. And on the January 19th TV taping, yourself, Slater, and Dark Journey make some magic. And here we go. This is the moment I think we've all been waiting for. Oh, boy. Bet you wanted the TV title, my man. I kind of like the way that looks. You know what I mean? If you don't think the DDT is the best thing, you better try remembering something. How did I get the TV title, huh? I dropped you on your head, my man. That's how I got the TV title. So if you want to throw out something, why don't we both? Why don't we both put them up? Let me tell you something, Jake the Snake Roberts. If you want a title shot for the North American title with me, with me, then let's do it my way 
and not your way. We'll just extend the DDT. We won't use the DDT. It's not using the DDT on me. You're telling me you'll put this on the line if I won't use the DDT? Hey man, you know they may call you Mr. Unpredictable. They may call you Mr. Unpredictable, but they should never call you stupid because that's the best thing I got out of this. It's the best thing I got going, and you're gonna take that away from me. That's the only way. That's it. That's the only way I'll sign a match. Take the DDT away. I'll sign a match at any time. I'll tell you what, Slater. You keep out of my face one more time. That's it. Let me tell you something, Slater. I won't use the DDT until you get that Jezebel out of here. Is that, is that good enough for you, my man? Are you trying to cheat? shit man <laughs> that's a pop that is a pop my god uh you've said it's the biggest pop of your entire career jake what can you yeah. tell us about this huge huge night oh my god man it it sucked all the oxygen out of the building when it when they pop brother it was just incredible like i said before it's the largest pop i've ever had the biggest rush i've ever had and now you can see why it was just uh pandemonium man just a wild way uh for you know in this angle that's gonna wind up being the end of your time in mid-south so uh, you had said you you had not heard from wwf up to this point was this what made wwf call you i don't think so i don't think so they had their eye on me a long time before that so uh when would you have gotten a call from the wwf i never did get a call i had to make the call really yeah yeah Okay. I actually, uh, I believe it was that night. I actually went to Bill Watts to talk to him about the way things were going, and uh, was interrupted by Terry Taylor, who had become the general manager, if you will. I don't know. I think it's a nice word for stooge. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've heard that. I've, I've heard, heard that, that about Terry Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. But uh, I went to Taylor and told him, "I said, look, you know, how come 
I'm being booked the third match of the night, but I go on last. Why is that? And why am I being paid like I'm going on third? Well, that's the way it is. You can like it or leave it. Well, I don't like it. And uh, where do I stand? And that's when he told me that the plans were to make uh, <clears throat> DiBiase and Doc and Terry their champions. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be in Duggan. And I was going to be left out in the cold, basically. I was going to be the number five baby face. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? So, like, and and just to put into context for fans, is yes, that was a huge pop that you got right there. But uh, like, you had been getting these giant pops, and fans yeah. are chanting, chanting for the DDT, yeah. and and they're telling you that they don't really have a spot for you at the main That's event. That's right. Despite these wild reactions. That's right. Just egos your head around. Egos will sometimes sink your ship, and they sank the ship there because. Uh, that's the night that I said, okay, I give you my two-week notice. So that's interesting. Had you called Vince right nope. after? You just knew you were going to get a job if you called Vince? I, 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 no, I just I just wasn't going to put up with that shit anymore, man. I'd had enough of it. Oh, okay, so you were ready to just say, okay, I'll, I'll do something I was else curious. if I have to. When I was told I was the number five babyface, man, I, I lost my shit. Mm-hmm. I completely lost my shit. You know, in hindsight, I should have kept my damn mouth shut and just said, okay, let's let's do something about this and then go through different channels. But I let my hot head control my words. And so I quit. Told him, like, you got two weeks, I'm, I'm out of here. Of course, the next day I was calling up north. And so uh, that, I find that part kind of fascinating. You know, it's it's not like there were cell phones or anything in those days. No. Who are you calling? Are you just calling Titan Towers? Calling Vince. Where'd you get his number? Do you remember? I don't remember where I got his number from. I think, oh, yeah, I, I had his number because I was booking people to Japan. Oh. For an international, for an international company over there. And uh, at one time, I was sending uh, Larry Booker, one half of the Bulldog, uh, one half of the Moon Dogs, mm-hmm. to Japan. Well, the Moon Dogs were already up there. Larry Booker was in, in Louisiana, but the but the real moon dogs were already up there, but one of them had gotten stopped at the border and wouldn't be let back across. Oh. So they needed another moon dog. So Vince called me asking me to release Larry Booker out of his Japanese contract to go to work for him. And I certainly said yes. And, uh, and the relationship was built. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Now, how far prior to uh, this this call now to the WWF do you think that conversation would have taken uh, A couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, a couple but, of years. But in the meantime, you know, you're lighting Mid-South on fire. You'd kind of, yeah. you've you been making a name for yourself essentially anywhere you went. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure you, as to your point, you're on the radar. 
Um, and so what's here's what's really interesting, too, is so you're one of the most over people in the company. That DDT is over with everybody. I saw uh, in some of this research, I was seeing videos with fans with signs, which doesn't seem like yeah. it was much of a thing back in those days. But they had signs and they all said DDT on them. So, like, you're super over. And uh, as we just discussed, you're helping to book. Yeah. Uh, so you're an integral part of Mid South, whether Bill Watts would want to admit it or not. Yeah. Uh, uh, first, let me ask the the booking thing. How did that mm -hmm. come to be? Do you remember? Well, I used to do most of the booking for Mid South whenever Ernie Ladd was the booker. Mm. Uh, I was Ernie Ladd's helper, if you will. Okay. <laughs> what does that entail oh wait you, you just did all the work <laughs> yes yes about 85 percent. all right yeah i loved ernie though i didn't mind i've heard nothing but good things about him and hey you know it's it kind of gave you got your feet wet uh with booking right yeah yeah uh, now as an active wrestler and helping the book uh is it i mean is it a lot of pressure do you enjoy no, it what did you I think i enjoyed it man. i enjoyed booking man there's nothing like putting something together and then watching it come to fruition you know and uh i mean i used to give finishes out to the wrestlers you know what what we wanted during the match and i would be able to sit in the back and listen and listen for the pops and i could mm -hmm. tell if the match was going right or not you know, I could tell, okay, wait about three seconds. There should be another big pop. And if it didn't pop, that means they missed something. Mm -hmm. And I, I could read the match that way. I loved it. God, I love booking. Hey, guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. An all-new edition of The Insiders is here as Conrad sits down with former WWE exec John Filippelli, who discusses his transition from the world of sports to pro wrestling and his ultimate transition out of the company. Every take was getting worse than the one before. I said, you got to stop. You got to stop this. You got to calm down. Stop. Calm down. Stop yelling at people. Take it easy. Tell them exactly what you want and we'll get through it. Which is, I have done a hundred times since and I would do a hundred times more. Yes. But that was Vince McMahon, and you don't do that to Vince McMahon, particularly in front or around other people. people. Yeah, that was that was my mistake. I mean, if you want to call it a mistake, although I would do it, I've done it since, and I would do it again. Referee Nick Patrick is answering your questions every other Monday on our new mailbag series. When Holland Nash was there, you know, he was a great worker, so they could beat head psychology. But they were cool, and a lot of people liked it. You know, yeah, we're selling merch. You know. And, and and Hogan had heat. He turned. He had actually more heat than them. You know, they had heat, but a lot of people liked it because they were cool. I was like the only real character that they was calling in the other time that everybody hated. You know, like, yeah, everybody wanted to see me get. <laughs> so it worked. You know, they had you know. So they had that. Yeah, and, and so it worked. You know, Tony and Conrad have taken their shenanigans in front of a live studio audience as they sat down live with ad-free shows members. Hey, um, did you ever uh, pet Jake Snake? No, never did. I had a chance to in Chicago, but it was it was way too big and out of my league. Mm. What's the right size snake for you? Uh, one that just coils up and leaves me alone. Yeah. Have you ever oranged a Cassidy before? Orange to Cassidy? Yeah. Or would that be with the 
with one of those juicers, the juice machine, or you just squeeze it until all the juice comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, and rub that in your leg or his leg. You gotta, you, gotta be, you gotta be specific here with your dumbass questions here, Cassio. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself. My ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's really cool. Um, and I had no idea that you were helping book down there. So, yeah. I mean, you know, as I said, a really integral part. And now, you know, you're being plucked by Vince. And, you know, yeah. for even further context, JYD, uh, Bill Watts' biggest star, and a dude who is, like, honestly, like Elvis, uh, certainly yeah. in the Louisiana Territory, is yeah. a monster star, Hulkamania-esque. Yeah. Um, and now he got plucked earlier, and now Vince's Vince has come for you. Um, so to me, that that begs the question: uh, How did Bill Watts react when you uh, when you gave your notice? He was okay with it. Uh, Bill never gave me a lot of credit. So I don't know if that's because of the relationship between him and my father or what, but he never thought a whole lot of me. But uh, I just went out and did my damn job, man. You know, it's amazing that I went and worked there so many times, yet he wouldn't give me the the accolades that I deserved or the money. And uh, whenever I gave him my notice, he was pretty cool with it. And then the sub bitch comes to me and says, now, you know what you got to do? Once you get up there, you figure out who's your guys, you know, and then when the time's right, I'll bring you back and you can bring your guys with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck. So he intended to match the kind of money that Vince was giving you then. Up no, there. no. <laughs> just just thought you'd come back out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, exactly. Unfucking believable. Well, it's, you know, I, I've never met Bill Watts, uh, only ever heard things about him. And actually, uh, when we had Hacks on the podcast, he, he you know, had about the same things to say about him as you do, uh, which yeah. is that he was a bully. Uh, he yeah. liked to try to intimidate people yeah. and hard to be around. And here, yeah. I mean, to me, what a tactical <sighs> error. You've got this huge star in yourself uh, and your and your finish. And he's just like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and leave. I'm not even going to fight yeah. for you. It just it doesn't make sense. No, not at all, man. But I tell you what, that next morning when I woke up without a job, I got on that phone. I called Titan Towers, and uh, they told me Mr. McMahon was going to be out of the country for 10 days. And I shit my pants. I'm like, holy fuck, what have I done? I quit my fucking job, and now I don't have a job. Oh, my mm. God. And you've got 10 whole days to think about it now. Right. And I'm like, honey, guess what? Oh, how <laughs> did that go? I got some news for you. <laughs> uh, how did she react to that? She was pretty cool with it, man. Uh, Cheryl was a team player. She always worked hard for me, and she always supported me in everything that I did, man. She was a great, great, great woman. And I'm not just saying that because we're back together. I had no beefs with Cheryl. I was the problem, you know. And, uh, no, she supported me 100%, man. You know, we had a baby and, uh, she was taking care of the daughter and uh, doing a fine job. Even after our house burnt, we had a, uh, apartment that burnt to the ground when she was like eight months pregnant. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never I've never heard that story. That's when you were working for Mid South? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I had done a cookout. We were on the upstairs balcony cooking out and one of the embers got down in between the planks and started to fire and it didn't start for some seven or eight hours later. But when it started, it consumed the whole apartment complex. Oh my God. Yeah. She was, she was able to get out of there barely with the clothes on her back and the baby and her wedding ring and everything else burnt. Man, thank goodness she and the baby were safe. That's what's most important. Oh, man, it was scary. Really scary. That was the one time Bill Watts actually showed a little compassion for me. But uh, he actually let me take his airplane and fly back to Baton Rouge and pick her up and bring her back to television. Of course, you want to be at TV, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice, but taking care of himself at the same time. He's a good motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Beautifully put. Yeah. Uh, well, we're we're starting to really get into the the meat and potatoes here of this rivalry. It's it's January twenty fourth, and you challenge Slater for the Mid South title and pin him with the DDT. Yeah. Uh, but the ref would disqualify Slater for possession of some uh, brass knucks. It looked like. Yeah. And uh, he'd keep the belt as a result. Now on the thirty first, you'd pin Slater again to win the belt, but the belt would be held up because he used the DDT in the match uh, when it was outlawed. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, for, for Bill Watts, you know, getting ready to say goodbye to you and, uh, you know, not, you know, maybe not giving you all the uh, credit that you deserve. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're set up pretty well here uh, against Slater. You, you're not, he's not, he's not burying no, you. He wanted to get one good house out of me. Well, you it, know, that's it what he got. Sure it yeah, sure worked. And now I do have to ask too. You said both yourself and uh, and Slater were helping out booking. Yeah. Uh, is it just is this like all of this stuff? The DDT on Dark Journey, uh, this storytelling. Is it a collaborative effort between the yes. two of you? Yes. And so as as you guys are collaborating, you said you kind of would try to avoid him here and there, uh, whenever oh, yeah. whenever you could. But, I kept I mean, it. I kept it very superficial. Oh, okay. All right. You know, happy, happy. <laughs> I, I never looked at Journey. <laughs> Talk to Journey. Definitely no. safe. This the safe route. Um, yeah. So you would, by this point, even though you guys are enjoying this kind of immense success together, you would not consider him a friend at this time, just a coworker. Yeah, just a coworker, man. Sometimes, especially with a dude with that kind of personality, that is probably yeah. your best bet. Yeah. Let's keep it superficial. Well, on Valentine's Day, 1986, you would get the victory and win your second North American title, and that's our final clip of the week. Let's check it out. Slater is aware of the devastating ability of the DDT as he was able to lift Jake high above his head. Slater now on top, on a top rope. Aims and lands with that elbow. That elbow landed squarely in between the eyes of Jake the Snake. Both men cut open bad. As this has been as as tough a battle as we expected. The fans expected a tough battle. And they're seeing it. Jake, within a split second of losing this match, able to get that boot on the bottom rope. Referee Tommy Gilbert caught it just in time. Now an atomic drop by the Snake. 
as Slater thought he had the match. Prematurely, he thought he had the match. Jake now takes off his boot. Fans in the Coliseum are solidly behind him. They want to see an upset. They want to see our new North American heavyweight champion, Jake the Man, and the DDT landed. The DDT landed, and listen to this crowd. Jake's on top. We've got one. We've got two. We've got a new North American heavyweight champion. Jake the Snake has won the new the North American heavyweight title. We have our new North American heavyweight champion. Jake the Snake has won the belt. He has defeated Dick Slater. And this crowd here in the Coliseum is going crazy. These crowds wow. are just coming unglued, man. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Uh, I mean, if Dark Journey was the biggest pop of your career, this has got to be like a close second, right? Yeah, it's a close second. Holy smokes. Yeah. And it was see happening the, every see time. See what the fans are missing? <laughs> yes absolutely i mean you know it's i know that the aew fans they're they're passionate and they certainly get into it but uh you know a, a lot of times the live events i've been at you just don't really see people come on court like that very much anymore no you don't see it anymore um so jake i know the belts it never really meant that much to you uh and certainly you proved that it wasn't something that you needed to get you over um but what did you think about capturing the north american title i mean it's kind of a, a big honor especially against a grizzled vet like slater yeah, it was cool because I knew how much Watts didn't really care for me. And uh, for me to get it, I had to double earn it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that no good motherfucker piece of shit wasn't about to let me have it for any other reason. Um, so, I mean, as a reminder for our listeners, you're about to make your WWF debut three weeks from yeah. this very date. Um, after this victory. So uh, this is something that would never, never happen a day and very rarely happened back then. You know, no. traditionally promoters will beat talents that are getting ready to leave and try to oh, devalue yeah. them. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So why, why were you the exception here? Do you think? Well, because he had another show in Houston coming up and he knew that, uh, although I won it, you know, I won it in Houston and I was going to lose it in Houston too. Hmm. You know, I didn't pull a Ric Flair and leave the leave town with the belt. Right. Uh, you know, I, I've never gotten that. My, my word is uh, is all I've got that, that nobody else can take away. And uh, I gave my word that I'd be there to do it, and I was. Man, pretty incredible, especially because, you know, as, as you and I pointed <sighs> out earlier in this episode, it was kind of the Wild West back then, and you were not really signed to a contract with Watts, which is no. why you're able to, to give two weeks' notice and just quit. So, yeah. like, what was stopping you from taking the belt if you wanted to? Only, to. only your morals. Only my word, man. Man, pretty Shut awesome. Fuck I did it. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, if ah. you did have it to do over, would you screw over Watts that way? No. No, it's just not. No, in simply because I just that ain't in me. Mm-hmm. That's just not in me, man. Well, I don't think everybody else in wrestling can say the same. We're near the finish line here, Jake. But let me wrap up with a couple more questions. Um, you wouldn't hold the belt for much longer. Just nine days later, you drop yeah. the belt back to Slater, and the stage yeah. is set for your final match uh, with him, which is February twenty eighth. And uh, as we discussed earlier, the stakes are raised with Dark Journey suspended above the ring in a, in a cage as Slater gets the victory. Um, so a pretty short lived rivalry, but man, something that fans still talk about today. So yeah, apparently that that DDT on Dark Journey stands out for everyone. It does. Man. It's just one fuck of a pop. 
Unbelievable. Uh, so now uh, I would say it's probably safe to assume that this has got to be one of your favorite rivalries, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. So if I, had, if I hadn't been scared the whole time, I'd, I'd have liked it more. <laughs> Did you ever have crosswords with Slater again following no. that first interaction at the bar? No. Thank never. goodness for that. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. No, we never had bad words with him. Well, uh, just three months after your WWF debut, debut, Slater himself would come to work for the company, and the two of you would even have a match on Superstars. Yeah. Um, but they never acknowledge your past together, which to me is nope. just, it's just silliness. Stupid. So I, fucking stupid. Why do you think Vince does that? I've heard Arn Anderson say the same thing. It's, it's to make uh, the opposing company, sh showing the opposing company they don't matter at all. They're insignificant. Mm. totally insignificant it's just bizarre you know especially because you know he vince would prove that he had respect for bill watts he'd actually bring bill watts in i believe yeah. as a consultant or something you know, yeah around that, like a long time. that did not last a long time because no. apparently uh his consulting was not taken very seriously by vince no. um but yeah I, I just find it really strange arn anderson said that when he first came to the wwf he and blanchard were raising the four fingers at the crowd and they immediately got their wrist slapped whenever they got backstage and said, don't ever put those four fingers up again in front of these crowds, which yeah. is like, you've got these two really hot guys coming off of this, yeah. uh, this hot angle. And you don't want to use it to your advantage. It's crazy. Nope. Just unbelievable. And, uh, yeah. well, you mentioned too, uh, you know, uh, when Jim Duggan made the leap over the, to the WWF that you had been in contact with Duggan and sort of yeah. tell him what, what it was going to be like and influencing things. Uh, did you do that with Slater or not so much? No. Just no. the, the relationship the just wasn't there. Duggan's the only one. All right. Well, Jake, this was a really fun episode. Uh, your work in Mid-South is just something that I don't think it's talked about enough. <sighs> I'm looking forward to talking about more of it as we yeah, uh, continue the show here. Um, so <clears throat> next, next week, though, Jake, we're going to do something else that's a lot of fun. It's something I know you dig doing. Answer we're doing the questions. Uh, that's it. We're back to Ask Jake Anything. Um, cool. And as always, our, our listeners <clears throat> drop those questions over at Snake Pit Pod. Uh, we also want to remind you guys that if you're listening to this, uh, there's a strong probability that we're targeting the exact demographic you're looking to attract to your product or business, and you will see results from our loyal listeners. Get over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com and find out how to get your message in front of our giant network of listeners. So it's not just the people that are downloading it here and there. We're talking about these uh, very, very dedicated wrestling fans on ad-free shows. We're part of the ad-free shows network. So go over there and take advantage of it because these listeners will pick up your products. Again, that's AdvertiseWithSnake.com and partner up with the legendary Jake Roberts. Come on. You get to say I'm a partner with Jake Roberts? Get over there. Check can't it out. beat that, bro. No, man. And you can't beat what's going on over at jakethesnakeshop.com. Uh, you've got all kinds of rare sign collectibles. And you just reloaded a bunch of new stuff over there. You've got now painted yeah, these incredible painted skulls made by Sin Bodhi. Man, yeah, just some man. really cool stuff going on there. They're awesome, brother. I love, I love them. And look, it's it, you might think to yourself, well, I can go and get a Jake figure at the store. Uh, not like this. You no. will not find anything like this at the store ever. The only store you'll find it at is jakethesnakeshop.com. Jake is going to sign it himself. And by the way, these are very limited collectibles. Yes. That means that means that in, probably inside of six months, they're all going to be gone. And if you haven't got one, you're not going to get one. So nope. 
get over to jakethesnakeshop.com and get your rare signed collectible now. Also, get over to Cameo. Uh, that's cameo.com forward slash jakesnake. And our buddy Jake here is going to give you one hell of an experience. And Jake, it's something incredible I just saw online today. So it'll be uh, two weeks as this is airing since uh, the tweet went out. Somebody on, on uh, Twitter said that you gave a cameo to somebody who is struggling with uh, addiction. Yeah, and that person, after having saw it, has not used once since. Wow, Jake, you're changing wow. people's lives. You're changing people's That's lives. Pretty awesome. And look, it's you. It, it, he can provide a message like that, or <coughs> he can provide a message where he's just cutting a promo on you. <coughs> Saying hi, saying happy birthday, um, any all of the above. Again, that's cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. Go check it out. Yeah, I'll quit your job for you. The, there you go. He'll break up oh, with your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Look, no, nobody likes to break up with you with their girlfriend. You might get hit. So I can do it. <laughs> let, let Jake handle it for you. It's cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. Uh, we've got all kinds of awesome merch and stuff over at boxofgimmicks.com too. We've got great shirts. Yeah. We're constantly turning out new stuff. So please go check that out. Boxofgimmicks.com. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show and highlights. And uh, you also get some exclusive content over there. Uh, we also just did a giveaway uh, autograph figures. So come on, man, you can't beat that bargain. Get over to youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod and like subscribe, hit the notifications bell there. Also give us a five star review on all platforms. If you'd be so kind, I'm sure you, uh, if you're listening to this, you're digging what we do. And Jake is constantly uh, bringing some, some incredible content to our podcast. So go over and give us a review. It takes a few seconds and it makes a big difference in our lives. Uh, and just a reminder, you can get the snake pit pod and all the other shows in our network early and ad free on adfreeshows.com. It starts at just $9 a month, but there's different tiers. And some of these tiers are interactive. And Jake and I are going to start dropping some bonus content over there here shortly. Yeah. And, man, you do not want to miss out on some of that because we're going to be watching <sighs> back stuff that he, first of all, has not discussed in the past and probably won't discuss again. So get over to uh, adfreeshows.com and get signed up. Catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. Follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on Twitter. And, again, follow the podcast on all social platforms at snake pit pod jake talking about dirty dick slater was a pleasure today my friend yeah, it was take care guys all right guys we'll catch you next time right here on the snake pit